friends, welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we take the movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic, Halloween magic, October magic, infinitely huge mega marathon, dark abyss of horror magic here on the Film Alchemist Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined as always by my friend, co-host, and thing that I found wrapped up in newspaper in a dumpster, Alex Dandino. That's right, that's our origin story, and damn, is it a fucking disgusting one to watch on screen. All right, guys, we are crushing our way through the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise here to start the October Mega Marathon this month. Uh, So if you guys have not been keeping up, if you want to go back and uh, watch all of the Texas Chainsaw franchise with us, that should be all on your feed now. Before we continue our, uh, our journey down the well of human madness and flesh and carnage and Bane Hewitt. A little business. It's official. We're on Patreon. That's right. Patreon.com slash Film Alchemist Pod. Guys, it's the best way to help us grow the show and keep the show going. Those of you who already support our show, you mean the world to us. You're the backbone of what we're doing here. The nice thing is, though, is if you support the show, you actually get some authorship of the show. We work really hard to make our benefits over there good. So you get your mini series. You get your commentaries. We have a big Patreon-exclusive library uh, that the patrons actually select and vote on the movies they want to join that exclusive club. You can even pick a double feature for us, guys. So, again, that's patreon.com slash Pod. Help us grow the show. Help us support the show. It means the world to us. Thank you. Thank you. The YouTube is Film Alchemist. Subscribe over there and watch us. The email, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. We're on all the socials that you guys are on. Hit us up. Well, maybe. Most of the socials you're on. I'm on Blue Sky, LinkedIn. personally. LinkedIn. We're very official. No, we're, we're on we're LinkedIn. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> what am I, 2006? Uh, Jeez, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Guys, something else you can do this month. Two things that really help out for free, man. Make sure you leave five-star ratings and reviews. Five-star cents or two about why you like the show on whatever app you listen to us on. Also, send an episode to your horror movie loving or just movie loving in general friend. Let them know we exist and what we're doing out here. Uh, that's a great way to help us grow the show to bring more people into the uh, the big film alchemist tent over here for the party, the parade, the festive. Oh! All right. Enough business. 31 days, 31 pods. You guys know the deal. That's a lot of business in a row, but we got to do it. We got to show some teat. Get those ones. Go home and pay our ungrateful landlords, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, speaking of people who just got fucking crushed by the the harsh realities of life in America, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, A New Beginning. Um, so this movie, again, spiritually in line with the reboot. Yeah. Very similar visual aesthetic. We get uh, Arlie Ermy back. We get Leatherface, young young Leatherback, uh, right? This is a prequel to the movie we just watched. This movie gets grosser, for sure. It starts grosser, definitely. I don't know that... It's kind of weird, because I feel like this is a movie... If you're talking to me about Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise and movies that are near the bottom of said franchise... The thing about this one is it's one of the most kind of just like boringly uninspired versions of this story. The thing is, it does have some shit that I really, really love. Right? 
Sure. But they're they're fewer and far between than in the reboot. Yeah. Um, and so it kind of is this, it's doing a lot of what the reboot did, but the reboot had the animus of that that kind of spine of the first movie, this kind of new, more hard-edged version. Once we'd already seen it, some of that had worn off. Yeah. And it feels like this one's just losing steam. It, it barely has anything to say. But I would argue... One of the best Leatherface performances in the entire franchise. And that alone may elevate it up my rankings a little. So, Alex, opening thoughts on our second chance to step in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre again, uh, again, again. Yeah, I, you know, not my favorite. I'm not going to lie, but I agree with you. It is the best leather, but I think it might be the best Leatherface performance short of the original. So, like, it's... The original's so good, it's but something. there's not like a ton of extra leather face I mean, other than him I popping think the up. Benefit, the move this is what the movie does very well. Like all of these move all these like we said yesterday, all these Texas Chainsaw movies take swings. There are swings that are taken. This swing is like the prequel treatment, which is how did this guy come to cutting people's faces off and wearing them? Like, what's the deal? Yeah. Like how did the Sawyers get crafted? Right. So Basically, Hewitt's. Hewitt's, Sawyer's, I don't know. Not Tom Sawyer. That's a completely different kind of that's a different amazing kind of... artistic flight. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. Oh, okay. You're, bam, sh- bam, you're talking about bam. the song rather than the actual literature. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I... Yeah. I don't read books that were born before my grandpappy pounded grandma. Books were born. Man, yeah, <laughs> you, you messed that one up. Me. Yeah, it was, it was yeah a... I, was, I was going for a thing. It was good. I don't know how Syrian was, people get it down. Was so. It was down <laughs> Um. I think it definitely is the one that has the weirdest opening. Like it's weird is not the word fucking vile. It's disgusting. And like, it's essentially the origin story of a teenage mutant Ninja turtles villain. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say it's like, like, he's meat man. He was born at the meat place. I was going to say he was found with the meat stuff. <laughs> I was going to say, just imagine like, like, you know how we always make that. Oh yeah. The, she literally had her baby on prom night and left the baby in the trash can. She's like, worse than that. Did you ever think it could be worse than that? Wait, what did you? We always do that? <laughs> what the dear God? No, it was one of those, always those after school special stories. Like, uh, yeah, it was the, like an urban legend. That yeah. urban legend thing. So it's like, oh, think of this urban legend, but way grosser. There you That's go. not always an urban legend. There are dumpster babies. I'm, there, I'm not saying there I are. actually know a person who found a dumpster baby in real life. So this is a, like this is a, this is a uh, slaughterhouse dumpster baby. So somehow grosser. Yes, yeah, so it starts off with a a large lady who's wearing kind of like the outfit of Leatherface in the original, which I thought was a nice touch. Uh-huh. And she's like, balls. she's on the line, and she falls down. He's like, get back to work, bitch. Um, it's steamy. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's nasty the, again. The steam. I'm like, All of a sudden, why? the like, steamy blood is on the floor and like viscera. Yeah. Have you seen a birth? A lot of stuff happens, and it's not good. I'm not sure. But you def- it's definitely not good in such an unsanitary place. I never saw steam. And then. The movie does this fucking horrifying shot where we see this fucking vile little Quato baby just like writhing out. around <laughs> in the like under the legs. Like, rah, rah. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, the very next scene is equally gross as we see the kind of matriarch of the just new human family. Scraps. She's eating chunks of meat that are in a fucking Texas hot dumpster behind the place. So totally sanitary. So, yeah. And then finds Leatherface wrapped up in a. A newspaper. Butcher paper. Right? She does. Yeah, it takes her home. And then, uh, you know, Ermy's like, 
he's the ugliest thing I ever saw. And she's like, no, he's beautiful. And it's like, all right, this is how we form a family. Again, I thought she was Ermi's mom or aunt, but they probably have sex as cousins. Like, Same. we're getting back in that. Neither here nor there. This is a, a tragic uh, family, discarded humans finding each other and in, 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 uh, building upon it. Um, it's fucking gross. It's pretty nice. It's also the, the absurdity of this. It's like this Chainsaw's a franchise that does a lot of absurd stuff, which has kind of always been the charm of it to me. Even when it doesn't work and I make fun of it, I still appreciate it. Yeah. The idea that they need to tie Leatherface not to this, like, surviving uh, in a world that doesn't want him, but literally saying he was just found amongst scraps of meat. Right. It's a little uh, it's a it's just taking subtext like a step too far to where it becomes a cartoon. Yeah. Like this choice is so insane to start the movie that you're like, how am I possibly going to take your debates about the ethics of the Vietnam draft after you just showed me butcher paper baby Leatherface? Yeah. Like it's it's an insane starting point. But I the very next time we see leather at his job. Now it's like you will take this leather face. Series. Yeah, so this is the one. Yeah, so he like goes to work at the slaughterhouse he was birthed at, which is. Uh, I'll tell you what I would have done. I would have cut the dumpster scene. I want to see Leatherface's job interview scene. Yeah, that's the scene we missed. <laughs> I want to see HR walking him through like the sexual harassment policy. Thomas, do you know much about touching people? <laughs> oh, dude, is he sling blade now? I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out how he, because like, other than the yelping, we never really hear anything else. He does have no nose in this one already, but he's got like a Bane mask. Yeah. So yeah, it starts as this like leather Bane mask essentially. Yeah. Um, and then Ooh, you know another cool touch in the opening credits was seeing him make like his first mask out of animals. Yeah, that's cool. I thought that was a great I like touch. That. Yeah. So he's wearing this like mask of jerky, which is cool. Because then you can yeah, eat the it. cartoon dragged us down at the start, and then we're climbing up a little. Yeah, so you start with the credits, and he's you know he's got his jerky mask, which looks tasty, and you know he can definitely you know that's that's how it goes. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, they don't honor Union Fifteens. I gotta get this protein. Gotta get this protein when I can get it. Yeah. How do you think my one trap got so huge that I'm always leaned because I'm eating jerky? I'm eating jerky nonstop. <laughs> I've got one Brock Lesnar trap and then just like, you know, another like huge forearm. Like I'm the guy who betrayed the 300. Hi, Leatherface here. When I'm on the line, you got to unite us. They know the goat path to the slaughterhouse. And it's like, quiet, you. Leatherface here. When I'm on the line, when I'm chopping fools up, I got to stay lean. That's how I make jerky masks. And that's how I stay alive. No, that's not. You got to come in and it's just all of a sudden like the macho man elbow dropping like pig skulls. Oh, and leather, yeah. <laughs> leather's just chowing it down. I, and then like, yeah, he eats the mask off and reveals his face. And macho man's like, oh, oh no, no. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, a baby so in a dumpster. We get some of that. And then so they're closed. Surprisingly, the slaughterhouse is not up to code. So they're closing the slaughterhouse. That was the town. That was a the shock. newspaper headline. Yeah. Texas town dies awesome i really liked this segment of the movie again a true shock that that slaughterhouse was closed for health inspection reasons that was not health inspection I mean, that no was, one gives a fuck about that That was absolutely shocking to me yeah come on <laughs> come on a baby was born there it was the cleanest place i can imagine <laughs> it's like squash that up put the remnants in the hot dog machine i think so like 
he gets called in. <laughs> I, the guy who has to like serve him his walking papers basically <laughs> has to give him the pink slip. Is like, how awesome is that scene though? The dude, I gotta go fire Leatherface. Fucking rad. Now he's showing up to work just out of love of the crap. Yeah, he just love. He just he loves to butcher. Yeah, like you know, they turn the cameras off, and Bob Ross is like, "Just hand me another. Just canvas. hand me another canvas." I'm just gonna paint a happy little tree. I'm not a product. I'm an artist. And you're like, yeah, leather. Yeah. So leather's when he like. He walks up. That is a fucking scary scene. Oh, dude, it's great. I, I love. That's it. a big horrifying man at that table of meat. Just this twink fella be like, "Hey, Tommy, you can't work here anymore because the factory closed." So. Yeah. Bye. It's. I mean, it's like mm. it's almost. It's like a Simpsons bit almost. Like you're just like that is fucking priceless. Yeah. Um. But he we- drops the knife. He walks out. He's like, "Corporate America's failed me again." <laughs> yeah. So he does his like, you know, Lehman Brothers standoff. Uh, it's like it's sort of like a scene from The Big Short almost. Um, but no, I'm kidding. Uh, and it uh, <laughs> only so that scene's awesome. Only to be eclipsed by when he goes into the like manager's office or whatever. That is some fucking gnarly ass shit, dude. That was I was like, this this is the movie I showed up for. This is fucking rad. That's what I'm saying. The baby leather putting on his animal mask into he got a job into Texas Town is dying. Into them like, get out of here, you know, and just fucking denigrating him, disgracing him. To him saying, you know what? That's enough. Fuck you. I'm getting these motherfuckers. Yeah. He, I think that's what he says, right? He's like, you gotta go, you big dumb animal. Then he just and then plows that guy's leg like it's go time. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. He just starts annihilating his boss. He sees a chainsaw. He's like, maybe I'm going to take that with me. Yeah. He sees inspiration. He's like Picasso. And yeah. He just fucking sloughs right down the road. He's not even hiding. He just walks down the Texas road. Mm -hmm. I am as natural in the Texas landscape as any armadillo, whatever. And I was like, yes, he has the this segment. I fucking loved the film. He has that wonderful Van Gogh moment where he sees inspiration in the chainsaw. It's lovely. Yeah, it's it is it's good. I'm that's sorry. what I mean though, but that's a, really that's good, what though. I it's came really here to see. Scene. I want to see Leatherface. Yeah. What the movie's promising me is I will see how Leatherface got to the guy who's just screaming and revving a chainsaw behind that metal door that slams in part right. 1. So, they are giving me that in this. I like this part. Again, it's it's comical. The opening scene is like comical to the point of dumb. It isn't funny to imagine that him doing the interview process and like Thomas Hewitt had a W two. Yeah. Like that's kind of strange, <laughs> but you know, it's like the seventies. It's old timey. It might just be under the table. It was probably like, a 10 we'll employee. take five men for the day. He was an independent contractor. Right. But watching that moment, I thought was really cool. Right. Like there are moments in this, like there's a moment later in the movie. I fucking love. And it's when the biker guy's in the house and he's trying to free the women. Yeah. And they're fighting. And there's a moment when they're upstairs, right? And he, like, falls on the chainsaw and Leatherface, you know, he's like, Awesome. Get it, Tommy. He's the one of them boys that made fun of you. Light it up. And there's this decision they make that when he fucking, when that chainsaw comes to life the first time, that, they show, like, four characters and all of their heads whip up. Yeah. Like, it's the spaceship from Close Encounters. Awesome. And I was like, they understood the gravity of, the first time he fucking fired up that chainsaw to kill a victim. Pretty fucking cool. And the movie pauses and just like takes that in. Yeah. It's you're like, yeah. 
So like the Leatherface in this, dude, he has one of my favorite Leatherface kills, it's, and it's so simple. Yeah. It's when that lady's trying to escape, and she her car door's just open, so you're like, I know she's falling out. How's that going to work? And he just casually jumps up on the runner, meat hooks her shoulder, and drags her out. Yeah. It's so beautifully shot. It's so instantly scary. It's pretty cool. It, and that's like Texas Chainsaw. Like you don't have to do a lot of extra, even though it always does. It's like an entirely the simplicity warranted... of like that's just how you catch an animal that's running away from right. you. And they have tons of moments like that for leather. It might be one of the first like entirely warranted jump scares I've ever witnessed in a movie. For me personally, I was like, "Whoa, cool!" Right? Cause it's not even like a rant, like a no, giant it's sound. Like, oh, it's just like shit. when you see that hook, you're like, "Oh, yeah, it's awesome." But here's like so. To get these great moments, there are like the through line is these. So, okay, tell me if I get this correct because I was trying to piece this together properly. The younger brother is dodging the draft, correct? He's and, riding with them because they. And Matt think Bomber that Matt, is reenlisting, yeah. correct? Matt Bomber's going back because he says, I'm right. going back for you because you have to go because you got drafted. I'll go back to save you. And you're like, the military's not like sandlot teams like no, you'll have different units and whatever. yeah they're doing vietnam so they're gonna not get yeah to... and i think they specifically separate family members so you know like yeah, a mom doesn't a lose everyone in one raid yeah um but yeah so they're going the the dodging the draft is like whatever dude it has like, they did they just were like let's reload with four super hot people instead of having like a normal like the last movie yeah. they're like all right they're, yeah, they're doing their Vietnam thing. Eventually, they run into a cow, which explodes like a giant water balloon. Cool. Another really fun, like, yeah. you're like, wow. And then we're, we're off to the races, right? Yeah. The, the human story of this is somehow even less interesting than the first one, even though they're, like, trying to, like, talk about, like, you know, well, the economics and the fucking political climate well, of the 70s. I think that's the thing, like, too, is, right. like, they start getting into, like, so Arlie Ermy then starts getting into it. And you're like, wow, I had no idea that... So much of, so much of the Hewitt family or Sawyer family or whatever was based in the uh, concept of patriotism. All this chainsaw—it's all for the flag. But I actually I love that he's this old vet and he's like yeah, I saw fine. all I kinds care. of depravity. My country left me behind. Like the scene when that fucking sheriff rolls up and he's like, "I don't mind saying it. You raised him wrong." He's like, "That big dummy, you gotta, you know, you you done wrong, and we're gonna get him in." And when the sheriff comes out and is trying to arrest Leatherface and he just goes, we got ourselves a problem here, sheriff. And Leather even turns around like, what? Oh, yeah, like, whoa. And he wastes the sheriff. And then essentially he just takes his entire because he's like, everyone left the town. There's no law yeah. enforcement. I'm, in. I'm the only sheriff. And Ermy just takes this fucking visage of another uniform. Yeah. We see him looking in the mirror, which makes more sense later when we find out he's a Korean war vet. Yeah. When he just goes, women love a man in uniform. There, there's a respect to it. Now he is, again, part of the power structure of America that has betrayed him. And watching him just completely take this entire fucking life. And even say, you have to call me Hoyt from now on. Don't even call me by my name. Call me Hoyt. So he goes from just this fucking guy who got laid off at the meat plant. No one wants him. Yeah. His family can't eat. They're eating out of dumpsters, too. Now I have power. When I show up now, people stop. Well, I think it's... And they're using America as a fucking bear trap for anyone that yeah. comes in their vicinity. I thought this part with Ermi was awesome. Yeah. Like, that character I like that they did it. He, again, I mean, Arlie Ermi for being the... 
for being the like character actor that Arlie Ermy is, he does right. such a massive amount of work with this like very small nugget of a character that probably could be yeah. pretty one note if he didn't attempt acting. Yeah, a former real marine, right? So he probably is familiar with Putting that. Like, I work, did man. some shit, and then great. yeah, now I'm just a guy. Yeah. So he, but it is he. He has that whole stand, right? We will never abandon the place of, of our birth. Mm-hmm. Alone, we will rise above. Uh, they may not remember us, but they're sure as shit gonna remember what we do. Yeah. Cannibalism is back. Say the fucking prayer. Leatherface is like it's. It's just like you see this like seminal moment where these monsters from the original, the Hewitt family, make the choice and say, "We've had enough." We will not starve anymore. We will eat these fucking people who have failed us. And then this one, they even add the weird people who aren't real American. Like, they think they're like real Americans, like the pioneers that pushed westward. Right? They think they're those people where it's like, if you see a place in America, it's land. You just say, it's mine, and I'll defend it to the death. And I'm my own little country onto myself. There's a real part of America that has always loved that fucking kind of mythology. Yeah. And so, again, with, like, just good choices and, like, writing that's just, it's not overdoing it enough, it does build this extra layer to who was the guy who was just fondling a corpse in the last yeah, one. Yeah, I think the... Um, like, he was just a creep in the last one. I think what's good is it does, like, build this this sadism that is exclusive to Arlie Ermey's character. That is this. He huge, has an additional axe to grind. Yeah. Yeah. That is this huge. And I think what's interesting to me is like the influence exerted over Leatherface. Like, because Leatherface is just some fucking guy in a slaughterhouse. Like, you know, you never thought about it. It's when he's pushed. You know, it's it's a great example. Just man pushed to the edge. All these men get pushed to the edge. You get pushed he, over John the edge. It's John Q. Yeah. Right? It gets John it's Q. John that's Q. It. Fix my kid. And he's like, well, or I'll eat you. Yeah. That's all. And John Q fucking bit the doctor in half. That's, But no, he is. He's just a guy who just wanted to go to work. Like, it gave him meaning. It gave him and his family food and resource. Right. And now Strip he's... everything away, and it's like, we do not want you, and we're literally going to flee from where you live. Yeah. They're going to build a new society. I thought this part of the film I, I think, for me, awesome. there's another aspect of this movie that I think is a huge improvement over the reboot, which is... Because, again, we talked about this. There's not a lot of the gruesomeness in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's not a lot, a lot of the time. Like, it happens in, like, spurts, but it's not, like, it's not a huge amount. This one was somehow so much more, like, Matt Bomber's arms being exposed on the table. is like, that's fucking gnarly. Oh, yeah, that fucking got me. That was like, that is fucking cool. Like that wouldn't, yeah, that wouldn't fuck it. Oof, that was ugh. like he's like, I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't feel it. I'm cold. I'm like, oh my god, that's fucked up. Like this is some crazy ass shit. I also got to say, as far as the first face goes, you could do a lot worse than Matt Bomber Leatherface. Nice work, right? You picked a good I know, face. I mean, but but seeing him, right, this guy who the world's left, and you see him. There's like this young, handsome, oh yeah, military dude. guy who's got the girlfriend. He's got the the family, the whatever. There is a moment of pause where it's like you can imagine Leatherface saying, I want some of that. Yeah, totally. And so like watching him pick the first face and why he picked that face, right? Why had it been the one of the ladies first? Would he have worn that face? Why didn't he wear his boss's face? There's this moment of 
projection of what he wants to be the American ideal too. And I love that moment of picking his first face. Yeah. And coming upstairs and, uh, you know, Hoyt or whatever is like, I like your new face. Like just accepting him exactly how he is. And giving Leatherface that permission to kind of hide behind these things. Yeah. I thought all of that worked so exceptionally well. well for this kind of movie. Yeah. It was really exceptionally cool. well. Right. It was very it cool. still has it's like really bad habits. Right. Like um, just a scene where it's like for sure Hoyt is going to sexually assault uh, that girl upstairs. Yeah. Dior Barton. And I'm like that. Again, I've always had this theory. Like, I don't think there's anything that's unfilmable, but you better do the fucking work to earn it. Don't just get a cheap showing us that. Yeah. Like, it's it's something I for, think like, it's cheap pretty, titillation. I think a lot of the time, sex stuff is really hard. I think sexual encounters are really weird. Like, they're hard to ju- I think they're overall hard to justify in movies. Like, to close a door is one thing to actually have to have a sit through it is another thing. And I'm not talking about like, you know, I mean, I'm talking about anything like erotic thrillers, same thing. Like it's a lot of the time, just not like showgirls sex where everyone's loving life. Right. Like, <laughs> not like showgirls this kind sex of stuff. Where people you, you are trying to injure that. each other while they're doing it. It's like, yeah. So that's still part of like the bad habit arising. Yeah. But that's again, it's an affectation but, of the early two thousands is like, Oh, it's that, tor- it's that torture porn thing. Like it's almost, I was going to say effect. there, it's almost this like, homage to we want it to be trashy and off-putting and you're like that's just but there, there's ways to do that <laughs> yeah. you're not helping the story out yeah like when mama says i've never had me a girl does that mean daughter does that mean sexually because right. she's you know a cousin lover um does that mean like there's all these like extra subtextual gross yeah extrapolations i'm doing as an audience member awesome that scene it's like we don't we don't need all that, right? right. And it's funny because, like, I think this opening act, right? Like him making the brother do push-ups and whooping his ass. He's like, I'm a man of my word. Like there, there are moments at this part, this like kind of after the comical cartoon opened till about thirty some minutes in, forty minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. I was loving this movie. Like I was loving what they were building. Yeah, totally. And then I think. I think it starts to kind of fall apart. And again, I think this is kind of the reboot. Once we get to the Leatherface running after someone for like 30 minutes. Yeah. I inherently check out. I thought right to me that the parts that work is I don't want to be in that Sawyer house. Right. But I know that somehow because of what we are as a society, I've earned my own way into that house and it works like for me. So we get to that. We get another like. There's all these, you know, you have, there's hallmarks of a chainsaw movie. So, like, mm-hmm. you got to have Leatherface. You got to have, like, these kids, these idiot kids who show up at the house or whatever. Somehow, get, they either get brained or they get brought there mm-hmm. or they, like, show up by chance like they did the reboot. And then, for me, the, always the thing that works is the, the dinner scene. Like, when they sit down with the family, those are always oh. the moments I fucking live for. I actually got something wrong yesterday. It wasn't Jessica Beale that said, do you fuck your cousins you like? It was Jordana it was Brewster, Jordana Brewster yeah, in this yeah. one. But I thought that was good. But Leatherface just walks up and it's like, set her free, child. Yeah. Slice the girls. It's it's so understated for what the rest of them. Like, you go from, like, the opening to Leatherface is like, well, 
Uncle Mervin or whatever his name is, he got shot in the leg. So I'm going to chainsaw his legs off. And Hoyt saying, hey, Balance. level him out. I was like. That was the thing. He's like, why'd you do that? What the fuck is Balance, this? What like, are we? What are yeah, we you're doing? like, what are we doing? And then you get to the like understated, like throat, throat slice. And you're like, oh, oh shit. Preserving it for meat. Like, okay. Well, like, so this movie's like been a constant out. Like, it's a whole ebb and fucking flow. thing, man. Yeah, she's in a sad That's pretty state depressing. of affairs. Like, that whole thing, but, I'm like, but it, But it's awesome. Like, it, it really does work. Yeah, yeah. There's a real ebb and flow to it that I like, it's, that I thought was really fun. But right after but the sometimes scene, it just, it keeps coming back to these scenes where you're like, that's not doing it for me. Yeah, I, I'll say, like. Like, when they, when they try to take it one step too hard, so like, we got to prove we're hardcore, and you're like. It's more just you were so doing it after the throat slice. You're like, oh shit, this is fucking hardcore, man. Like this is we're gonna get like we're getting there. And then she runs off into the woods, and you're like, okay, well we're just gonna do the end of the we're in the end of the last one again. All right, fine. Like let's just do it. Like San's kid in the front seat of a car. We're just gonna do, you know, we're gonna do another round of this. And yeah, that is for me when I checked out. Like I was just like, I don't care about it. Yeah. This there's this out. moment where Leatherface is now like fully furious in chainsaw form and he runs out the door. Yeah. I love when Hoyt says, Sometimes a boy becomes a man. Yeah. And cool. he's chasing her down and you're like, But you're just All like right. I get it. Like And then there's a scene where like the brother's like, I'll have my soldier revenge. And he's like smashing Hoyt's face on the floor, but you're like we we saw Hoyt in the next movie. There's no yeah. threat or danger. You're just showing me this like really violent thing that to to scare me yeah, to not scare I, me. That, that was the exact same thought I had. I was just like, I don't understand why we're smashing the face of a character who's definitely going to be in the reboot. So nothing nothing about that seems right. dangerous to me. <laughs> yeah, we do this thing where like we're back at the slaughterhouse. She's in the fucking blood like the descent. They kind of fight. Soldier Boy gets got. Yeah. They do this thing they think is really clever. They kind of did it in the last one with like her hot wiring the car. And it's like, she's actually not in the semi. So she runs out and gets in the car and she's going to drive away. And then the chainsaw erupts through her guts, right? He's in the backseat and somehow was able to get his like six foot. Yeah. Somehow his gigantic ass plus his six foot chainsaw perfectly fit into the backseat. I'm like, how big were Chevy's back then? As a guy who's about half his size. Good luck with that. Yeah. But it's an artistic you know, symbolism. It's fine. Like, and she just crashed. I paused the movie because I was so fucking mad. Because I was like, how the fuck was he in that car? Come on. And I had to go back and I was like, they did specifically shoot it that if you were pissed and went back and rewatched it, it does look like they're playing a game of like Quidditch where like they're each running a different way to the, so I was like, all right. But I was like, you're telling me she gets in the car. This is a big giant man. And he's not going, (sighs) from fucking sprinting from his house and through. And he has another guy's face on, and he for sure can just breathe completely fine through that face. Come on. And he smells like shit a thousand percent. And the chainsaw smells like. But I was just like, just imagine if uh, James Gandolfini was trying to hide in your car. You would hear him immediately. There's no element of surprise. He's like, you motherfucker. Yeah, you motherfucker. I'll fucking kill. Yeah, come on. I'm the fucking fucking one that caused the I'm chainsaw. I'm the motherfucking <laughs> one that caused the shots. Yeah. No, it's like it was ludicrous. She peels over and just kills like a cop and a pedestrian. <laughs> and Leatherface just 
walks away like nonchalantly. A I will say the the walk away down the street. I'm like, that is a great final shot of this movie. That is fucking harsh, man. But it's one of those things. We should pause again. The leather face in this is so good because now we get to see some actual face. Yeah. And he's just so fucking intense and scary and intimidating. The choices are good. When he's subtle. Much better. Much when better. he has pause and when he's like fully unleashed. Mm-hmm. But I always think it's funny. There's this great moment we talked about in Fr- A Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Where they're like, we'll just recast Robert England. Why would we pay him? We'll just get another stunt guy. And they just saw it and they're like, it's immediately off. And England's like, well, yeah, I put in all of this work, like acting work, not like just showing up about how the one side slants down because the weight of that claw and it changes how I stand and how I look and how I act. Kane Hodder talks about that when he became Jason. Like, how do you give some life to this thing where you can't? So he does the big heaving breathe, right? Yeah. Which is now kind of industry standard. When you watch him walk away and he's kind of slanted, but he's like a badass, but he's like limping almost. Like, you can tell that he found it in this one. Yeah. Like, he really had gotten so deep into this character. It's not just a fucking giant guy. There is real performance coming through. I love this leather face. Yeah. I think I could have the debate of all of your favorite leather faces. And again, with the whole franchise, just take number one out. It's the best at everything. It's the best, yeah. I think this is but the But I one. think this is this an is area where people would argue that part one's Leatherface, Gunnar Hansen, as iconic as he is, mm-hmm. didn't have as much to do as some of these others. No, I mean, this one Because for me, I would say Leatherface, this one. Yeah. The reboot is kind of the same thing, but like in full leather mask. Mm-hmm. And then maybe part three Leatherface. Like, I really like part three Leatherface. I like disco Leatherface from part two, but yeah. Uh Part two Leatherface is probably my my worst. I mean, it is pretty... I'm not into the jerk. When he did the, like, like he's a Mad Magazine character and a skin face, that bothered me. I know it's it's fun for different reasons. Leatherface is not my favorite in that one. Uh, no, I mean... I'll tell you what. I'm excited to see where we think about Netflix's Leatherface coming up. Me too. I do think, but I this is by far my... This one is by far my favorite Leatherface. By far. If you combine this and the one before it and, like, pretty good. you know... As a total Leatherface, and for sure. Good, yeah. But I, I really liked Leatherface. Part three, Leatherface. His name is the title now. I thought that was a great Leatherface. That's probably my number two after this one. But yeah, I, I think this is a great Leatherface. Yeah, I agree. It's fucking rad. Yeah, and in this movie that kind of devolves, it's got these weird things that aren't linking up. They really did a great job of what I wanted. Give me the prequel to the Hewitt family. Does it matter that there's bikers and hippies and draft dodging? No. Does it matter that the town's closing down for economic reasons and the world modernizing? Yes. Yeah. Right? Like, does it matter that that's how Hoyt became the sheriff? Yeah, dude. Like, I think these, is it amazing when we all take pause and imagine that this is the moment he first ignites a chainsaw? Yeah. It was all very, like the moments that needed to land. Yeah. The first time we see his mask, everything that needed to land landed really well for me. Yeah. And so I think overall, it's just kind of a cruder version of the reboot that kind of loses that Hollywood or Halloween Horror Nights vibe. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. Yeah. And I don't know that it replaces it satisfactorily for me. So it's kind of a to me, that's the thing. I think it's better than part four. I think it's kind of in that, like, maybe a little bit less ins- insightful version of part three. Because sure. that's the movie it reminds me of, is that it's 
closer to Leatherface, right? Which is a uh, now Thomas is getting older, and this is him starting. Yeah, but it kind of has that like it's just a less introspective version of that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I think this will be bottom half for sure. It's right. The movie itself is not great. The Leatherface is spectacular. And yeah, and that's what we buy the ticket for. So if if Hoyt and Leatherface rule, this movie is pretty much giving us what we asked for. Yeah, exactly. That's it for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. A new, 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 new beginning for the this. Beginning. <laughs> yeah, the beginning. Another fucking beginning. <laughs> a few new uh, beginnings, whatever. Yeah, a few good chunks of meat. Anywho, that'd be a great title for a Texas Chainsaw. Especially the one where you find a chunk of meat in the fucking dumpster that becomes the whole franchise. Neither here nor there. I hope you guys are enjoying this deep dive into the entire Texas Chainsaw franchise. We'll be back tomorrow with Texas Chainsaw 3D. Leatherface has never assaulted us in the third dimension before, so it's all. <laughs> it's time. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be back for that. We've only got three left, right? 3D, another Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Texas Netflix. Chainsaw Massacre. That's right. So if you like those, stay with us, watch ahead, listen along. Uh, coming up after that, we're doing the entire Phantasm franchise with our guest host, Carmelita Valdez McCoy. And then finishing up the Scream franchise, which you can find in our back catalog. Uh, but we had not done Scream 5 and 6 yet. So those are that's the schedule coming up. You can find the whole schedule on our socials. You can email the show, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. If you can't find it, we'll let you know everything we got. So you can watch ahead with us uh, and our amazing guests coming up. If you want the extra three episodes, you want 31 in 31 days, not 28 in 31 days, go to patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. Support the show over there. Uh, unlock the other three episodes for the month. They're going to be awesome. Our patrons voted some amazing movies in. You're going to want to be a part of that. The other thing we're asking, besides five-star ratings and reviews wherever you find us, send an episode to a movie-loving friend, especially a horror movie-loving friend, and let them, let them know what's going on here. Uh, in the October Mega Marathon over here. 31 days! 31 pods. Casey Kasem. We did that yesterday, too. Yeah, we did. I'm Casey Kasem. I'm Casey Kasem. Don't interrupt me. Don't <laughs> interrupt me. No, neither here so nor don't want anything to do with you. Yeah. <laughs> For the film alchemist, I'm Josh Griffey. I'm Alex Tandino.